0: Welcome all to the Swim Dudes Podcast, where Liam and I talk about everything circulating in the swimming world with special guests.
1: This podcast is available to stream on Spotify, iTunes, and is now found on Google. Make sure you go check us out on Instagram at the Swim Dudes for more content. Hope you enjoy. Woo!
0: What's up, everybody? My name is Seth Costello, your co-host here on the Swim Dudes podcast. Today, we've got a pretty interesting episode with the first American to qualify for the Olympics in both an open water event and an indoor pool event. His name is Jordan Wilomofsky. This was an interesting episode. Liam and I didn't know a whole lot about open water competition. So this was a pretty fun episode for us as well as Jordan We talked with him about what the differences are in strategy and training that come with open water swimming, along with what he's doing to stay busy here in quarantine. If you've ever wondered about what open water swimming is really like, listen to this episode about him and his experiences, um, and you'll have enough understanding to impress your friends. So stop listening to your music, find something to do. And turn on this episode of the Swim Dudes Podcast with Jordan Wilimofsky.
1: All right. Welcome back to episode whatever of the Swim Dudes Podcast with Liam and Seth. Uh, Today we have a super special guest, um, Jordan. We are super excited to have you. He is a open water distance swimmer. He kind of dabbles both with open water and, you know, pool swimming. Very unique. You know, there's a handful of people who find success, great success in both. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah we're super excited to have you on.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me guys. So Jordan getting straight into it. You are the first person that we've had on the podcast who is in open water competition. Um so just tell us a, a little bit of what that's like and how it varies from your traditional
3: um you know pool competition. Uh yeah, so I mean the way I look at it is it's just like another event. Um, you know, you go four, eight, 15, and then if you want to go even further, you can sign up for the five or 10 K. Um, but obviously in saying that, you know, open water comes with its own challenges. Uh, I think the biggest difference kind of like adjusting to it is there's just so many things outside your control. So, you know, there's the, uh, the current and the conditions on the course, there's other competitors swimming like around you swimming over you. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think for me, it's just just about kind of uh, treating it as a another event and focusing on that kind of stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. So, do you like open water swimming or pool competition
3: better? <laughs> um, I don't know. It kind of just depends, I guess, on how I'm swimming that day. <laughs> uh, you know, internationally, it's it's pretty cool to to be with the open water team just because it's it's a pretty small, close knit group, and yeah, um, for the most part the races take place in pretty cool locations. You know, you're at the beach, so can't have a bad day when you're just out racing at the beach or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But kind of like on the flip side of that, it's pretty cool to be with like the U S team, the pool team, like anywhere they go, you know, when you wear the uh, like the national team, like the flag cap and stuff, when you're at the pool, like you get people like looking like, Oh, that's like the U S team walking in. And, and, And it's cool to be with some of those incredible athletes that are, that are on on that team so I mean I I really just like it both you know it just depends on the day
2: so have you taken a hit to your training um I guess well I mean everybody's taking a hit to their training but do you think you have taken less of a hit because you can go out and essentially do a
3: race open water if you wanted to um yeah so in LA they actually closed the beaches um, so I haven't been able to go do any of that until, uh, I think last Wednesday they opened them back up finally, mm-hmm. uh, but in general, we do most of our training in the pool. So, uh, had they been open, it, it would have been nice to, you know, to go out and swim, you know, like a 5k or something like that and like yeah. float around for a little. But, um, yeah, it was only until recently that they opened them up. So fortunately I've been able to get back in the ocean just for fun, but that's not really like a, a big part of our training.
1: Yeah. So your your experiences, you know, as an athlete, do you feel like you're better suited towards open water swimming, like ten Ks and stuff, or more towards like the in the pool doing flip turns and everything like
3: that? <laughs> well my turns aren't great, so <laughs> I'm gonna have to go open water on that one. But That's um it. I kinda like doing both just cause the way I view it when I'm racing is kind of just like um, I'm good at different aspects of open water and then like the 1500. So like when I do the 1500, I always feel like I might not have the speed other athletes have, but I have the endurance and I'm like pretty confident in my last 500 and closing pretty strong. And open water is kind of like the opposite where I feel like, man, some of these guys are able to go forever. You know, they swim the 25 K but like come the last 500 meters, I'll be able to out swim them, like out sprint them. So I don't know. It's just like <laughs> kind of a, uh, Trying to do both and and just like work on my
1: strengths for each one. That's pretty crazy. We uh, at our school, I think two years ago it was before I started swimming. You know, I was, I was a freshman. Um, we did like this beach day sort of training thing where instead of, and this was preseason, so it wasn't a coach thing. Instead of going to the pool and swimming our practice, we went to the beach, which is about ten minutes away. Um, we swam like two miles, maybe two and a half miles. But nice. I, for some <laughs> reason, just could not see. Out of my goggles. um Have you had like a oh crap moment in a race where you're like think you're going the wrong way or something?
3: <laughs> yeah, like once again, I'm probably not the best at snask. Cause I mean, I swim off course all the time. Uh, <laughs> I just try <laughs> and make sure I'm following everybody else. But um yeah, I mean, there's always like parts of the race where you're swimming and you're like, man, that's probably not the most like direct route I could have taken, or um you know, like man, I'm I'm kind of like drifting in and out. So. I think just like the more you do it obviously the more comfortable you get and and i'd say i uh, definitely invest in a pair of mirrored goggles if you're doing some open water swimming because <laughs> you got the clear ones on and it's pretty bright out it's it's brutal
1: <laughs> yeah for sure what is like the coldest water you've had to race in
3: man i've been pretty lucky like it hasn't been too bad um in 2014 at panpacks we were supposed to race in Australia and then the event ended up getting moved to Hawaii, which is pretty cool. Cause we got to go to Hawaii. But yeah. prior to that, they were looking at like, I think, I don't know, like high sixties. And then when we were, or they're hoping for high sixties and when we were actually training, I think it was even colder than that. So that's like probably right around the coldest I've been in just for like a potential race, but they've come out with those wetsuit criteria where, I think it's six below 67 is wetsuit optional, down to 64. Um, don't quote me on this. <laughs> yeah. And then I think 64 and then to 60 is mandatory, and then anything lower is no wetsuit allowed. Um, and I think for the most part, that's, like, within a reasonable parameter. Like, if you're swimming and it's 60, above 67, like, it's a little chilly, but you're okay, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, there was uh, there was one time we we went swimming as a team into the lake, and it was probably sixty four, sixty five degrees, and we had we had to swim like seventy five yards, and my body went into shock. It was terrible. <laughs> yeah, you tighten up pretty
3: hard, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah, like even when you get going, like that first when you jump in, it's like the big jolt. But um, yeah, I mean, once you get moving, it's not too bad. But yeah, when you, like you said, when it's cold, like there's nothing you can do. You're just you're just suffering.
1: Yeah.
2: Are you, are you the type of swimmer? at the beginning of the race to hold back and like let everybody go and then kind of go with it and avoid the trampling? Or are you just like, I got to get out there. I got to get in front and then like battling off everybody.
3: Um, I usually take it pretty easy at the start. Yeah. I mean, uh, everyone has their own strategy obviously, but yeah, I've I've never really raced super hard at the first buoy or kind of, um, done anything like that to establish position right off the bat i mean it's yeah it's a two hour race you got plenty of time to kind of work your way up in the pack um as a whole practice (laughs) yeah yeah exactly so you know you got like 8k to warm up before you need to start really going hard so uh (laughs) yeah i never really sprint right from the start but i mean there, there are other like really good open water swimmers who like to you know be at the front the whole time so i mean it just depends I can not imagine
2: doing two hours of swimming. What do you do to keep your mental game strong throughout that race? Or do you kind of just like, do you like black out a little bit at the beginning where you're just kind of warming up and then you just like, all right, now it's time. Or is it just
3: like, you know, replaying a song in your head? Like, what's it like? (laughs) I mean, I think like you just focus on like a handful of things you want to do. Uh, in different parts of the race Mm -hmm. and that kind of like makes the race go by pretty quick like the way I like to describe it is kind of like watching like a movie like sometimes if there's not a lot going on in a movie or whatever you're watching you're like man this movie is like super boring it's taking like two hours this sucks but then other times if there's a lot of stuff kind of happening and stuff that you need to be kind of doing it it goes by a lot quicker than you'd think so I mean yeah there's just like things i try and work on every single lap or, or try and do like man this lap i'm gonna make sure i conserve energy and get a good feed this lap i'm gonna make sure i like move up to the first half like front half of the pack and then that kind of makes it go by pretty fast
1: yeah pretty cool so kind of moving ahead a bit um this whole quarantine thing going on we kind of talked about it before we started recording what does your life look like right now with everything um, with the quarantine?
3: Yeah. um, I mean, it's been pretty different than when we're in full training right now. um, I have access to like a backyard pool. It's pretty nice. So I've been able to like kind of keep my feel for the water, which I've been pretty stoked on. Um, But, you know, obviously it's not a real pool with flags and lane line and all that kind of stuff. So I usually just go for a swim for like an hour, hour and a half every morning and then in the afternoon uh, i'll do some kind of like dry land or go for a bike ride or do something like some kind of exercise to uh to try and stay in shape a little bit and hopefully the pools will open up soon <laughs> how, how big is your pool that you have in your backyard it's pretty nice it's like uh almost a 25 like proper 25 it's oh, okay. not mine it's my uh my uncle so oh. yeah i've been Pretty lucky that he's like heated it up for me, and he's just like, "Yep, come by whenever and go for a swim." So that's cool. Uh, yeah, I've been been pretty lucky with that. So um, yeah, like I said, I think I've kept my feel for the water pretty well, but obviously, fitness is going to be lacking when we get back in.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, but still, to have that, like, most of the people that we've been talking to are lucky, even if they get like a twelve-yard pool or something like that. So oh, for sure. I mean, you're coming out on top already just
1: having the pool already so I mean yeah a lot of states though are opening up pretty soon like in the next couple weeks I know Ohio is already opening up Georgia was and Texas was I
3: think Iowa as well yeah oh really yeah no I I saw Florida was like lots of their pools like uh lots of those guys were able to train pretty much like through it all and then yeah I saw Georgia was allowing guys back in
1: yeah (laughs) crazy stuff
2: I don't think there's. Yeah.
3: Any, I don't think there's
2: any like physical evidence that like the the virus is more susceptible to spreading through water. Anyways, I mean you're literally just in a vat of chlorine. So. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, you, you. Whatever. If you're gonna get it, you're gonna get it. Yeah. Yeah. So I
1: mean. That's we... oh, I go ahead. Oh, I was gonna move. You can.
3: I was just saying like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty crazy. Like if you just did one person to lane, you think you'd be fine or, you know, just some kind of, uh, like social dad. distancing. Yeah. Something like that, where you just can get back in the pool. I mean, obviously when you're starting out again, you're not going to be doing like 10 sessions a week for two and a half hours each session, yeah. you know? So just like the first
1: couple of weeks, just get, get back in the pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, like outside of fitness and everything, what are you doing keep your sanity through all this what are you doing for fun <laughs> entertainment have you been like watching all of netflix and stuff
3: yeah i've been uh diving heavy into netflix uh my roommate unfortunately got a uh a playstation so we've been playing a lot of call of duty <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like every night a lot, and then, the, a lot of the dudes that we've been talking to have
2: been playing like <laughs> just mass amounts of video games
3: oh yeah i'm sure like i didn't i didn't even have like a playstation or anything like that like growing up i played like fifa for a little bit in high school Mm -hmm. That was about it and then i I don't think i've played any video games until like two months ago yeah and now my brother got an xbox and like we've been playing like with him like every night (laughs) you can Um, only
1: watch so much tv before you get tired of it you know? Yeah,
3: it's just like every night at like eight o'clock, we're like all right, we'll throw the Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> at least at least the video
2: games is like working on your hand-eye coordination and your dexterity, and you're not just sitting there like a potato on the couch, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess if you <laughs>
1: very <laughs> you mentally stimulating. So,
3: yeah, helping somehow. Um, and then other than that, um, I mean, like they've they've closed down a lot of like outdoor areas, but there's still like. Some stuff you can do, so I've been going for like uh for some uh bike rides and stuff like I live um like fifteen minutes from some like nice canyons and stuff like that, so I've been biking up there and then my uh my brother and roommate and I have been like kind of going rock climbing out in the canyon too, so just trying to like get out of the apartment <laughs>
2: so are you <laughs> like awesome. a, are you a mountain or a beach guy?
3: I mean, I take the beach any day, but <laughs> it's been closed, so yeah, kind of gotta make do with what you have
2: yeah, absolutely. So you guys? Oh,
1: I'm a mountain guy. We,
2: this, <laughs> this we've been doing. Um, but me is Netflix. Netflix is the yeah. Best thing. Yeah, they, they got uh,
1: Avatar. Oh, I watched that. That was good. <laughs> that was crazy.
2: Yeah, I mean, when so Liam and I actually we we did live together. Um, and so when we were living together, while this was going on. We, I think I, we've binged like three shows in a week or something Yeah, like like Too Hot to
1: Handle and then what's the one, Outer Banks.
2: Outer Banks, just stupid shows, but the type of shows that just really in, as soon as you watch like two episodes, you're like, well, what's going to happen next? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But
1: yeah. I've been playing a lot of video games too, uh, (laughs) like Call of Duty. I, I used to play Call of Duty like religiously, like it was my job back in like middle school. Um, but then I stopped playing through high school because I started the swimming I started focusing more on that but then I still have my old PS4 and so I just nice. started to hop on uh, with the war zone or whatever
3: <laughs> yeah yeah we've been playing quite a bit of that
1: <laughs> I'm not good at all but
3: <laughs> oh we're terrible we're brutal to play with so but yeah if you guys are ever looking for someone to play with hit us up
1: <laughs> all right there,
2: go, there we go so Jordan let's get Back to the swimming subject. Obviously, um, I'd say what you've done is pretty, pretty spectacular. Not a whole lot of people are at the caliber that you have been in both open water and in the pool. Um, so deriving that success, where do you think that comes from? Is it your work ethic, um, You know, your, your upbringing, your coaching, your training? Um, accumulation of sorts like where where does that success come from
3: Uh, I mean I've been pretty lucky to have uh, some awesome coaches growing up I mean Mm -hmm. I wouldn't call myself like a naturally talented swimmer or someone who has like a a great stroke Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah I mean the credit is not on me (laughs) I mean I've been lucky to have uh, yeah some my coach uh, Dave Kelsheimer uh, I've worked with for the last like 10 years, yeah. um, has been huge in, uh, in terms of like helping me get to where I am. And, um, I mean, my coaches at university and and previous to that, uh, Jared, uh, and the guy, the whole team at Northwestern have been like awesome at pushing me and, and helping yeah. me along. So, I mean, I definitely, definitely say, um, you know, just the, the program that I've been doing and in like the workouts and the people I've been able to do those workouts with have helped me get where I am.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And this is kind of on a tangent, but for those of, for those that are listening and don't know, explain what the feed is and how challenging
3: <laughs> it is. So the, the feed or taking a feed is just anytime you go by the dock and your coach hands you a uh, a bottle filled with. Gatorade, water, whatever you want to put in it for uh, for your race during open water. So the typical ten k is broken up into six laps. Uh, sometimes it's four, and then obviously sometimes it's you know two or however they want to divide. But typically it's four or six laps. And then every time you do a lap, you pass by a feeding dock, and your coach is out there with a uh, a big stick and a cup holder attached to it because they're not allowed to actually hand you the bottle. Yeah. And uh, and you yeah you try and time your stroke in. So you reach in and you grab the bottle and you just chug whatever you have in there as as much as you can mm-hmm. and then keep swimming. Uh, the idea behind that is that during two hours, you're gonna like need hydration or fuel or mm-hmm. something like that. So, so um, yeah, I mean, everyone has their own kind of strategy and what they put in their feed and that kind of stuff, but yeah.
2: So how often do you go to the dock to get your feed? I try
3: to do it like every well for sure at least once during the race. Uh and then um there are like certain like feeds I guess that I i value more like I always try and hit one right at the 5K because that's kind of like when I try and start moving up in the pack. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm just like man I, I just want to be like hydrated and fueled up for that part of the race. And so previous like or prior to that I guess I go to the feed dock just to kind of get uh that motion down you know like this is what i'm gonna do like this is where i'm gonna kind of try and have to swim over somebody this is where my coach is uh, on the dock just so it's kind of like a rehearsal for when i really need that feed so yeah. i'll i'll go there if it's like uh, the third lap is the 5k mark i'll go there three times for sure but yeah. maybe at the last second i'll be like man there's like somebody blocking me it doesn't make sense to feed this lap or like the second lap, if somebody in the pack goes wide and like, it's smart for me to go wide around the feed dock, I'll do that. But for sure, at least once around halfway.
2: Interesting. It's it's crazy the the complexity and the strategy that goes into that and like being in tune with your body as much as you can be um, to know like exactly down to the, you know, the lap of what you need. So
3: it's cool. It's a cool aspect that, you know, we don't see. Yeah. It's actually pretty interesting, like, just from when I started doing open water and and kind of, like, making teams to, to like, now and, like, last summer, what, just, like, the resources USA Swimming's provided, like, mm-hmm. they had, I think, I don't know if they were there in team, but last year they had, like, a dietitian working with all the athletes, mm-hmm. just, like, on what they're putting in their feeds, like, what they need to do, like, mm-hmm. what, like, uh, carb mix or, um, like, hydration mix you need to, like, make sure your body's able to to race for two hours Mm -hmm.
2: so there will be times when that stuff just absolutely
3: tastes like garbage oh it never tastes good (laughs) (laughs) i I don't think i've ever had a feed where i'm like man that's good like good mix delicious whatever it is It's, Uh, it's always pretty uh pretty gross but you're not really like drinking it for the taste at that point you're just like man i just need some uh carbohydrates or i need some sugar or whatever it is that you put in there and
1: yeah that's me with like pedialyte I can't <laughs> ever drink that. Have you ever had the flavor ones though? Yeah, I'm just not really a fan. It's like a Gatorade uh. but on steroids, and I'm not really a fan of Gatorade. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. But so what's uh what's something that you know like our, our audience here I think is mostly swimmers. I don't know how many open water swimmers um, come out of this, but what's something that not many people see about open water swimming that you might not think about
3: like you train
1: like you you train just the same as you know most distance swimmers you know you've had a lot of success with the 800,000 mile all the way up to the 10k um so what's something that like a normal lap swimmer might not understand
3: (laughs) um I guess just like something that is kind of hard to appreciate unless you've done it is just like the the race dynamic, like with everybody drafting and stuff like that. I mean, you see, if you've ever seen open water race, you see like everybody bunched together and stuff like that. But um, just like the idea of like drafting and making sure you're like tucked up tight behind somebody's feet to like save as much energy as possible. And then like deciding when to, to like kind of make your move and swim, swim for yourself as opposed to like following the pack. Um, I think just, yeah, like that kind of, environment where all these swimmers are like swimming next to each other on top of each other kind of thing is is pretty different
1: yeah so. i feel like a lot of you know like for us a lot of what we see with drafting and stuff is like the example of the 4 by 100 relay from beijing um where jason Lezak drafted off of elaine bernard and just caught him by like eight 100s so, you know he drafted yeah awesome relay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah so I, I i feel that it's
2: cool so like the the unwritten rule of like lap practices is that you don't touch another person's feet when you're practicing. (laughs) That's just, that's just absolutely not. People get so pissed. Um, Does that happen in your open water competitions? Do people like, like I, at the beginning you can see a lot of it, but once you get farther down the line, down the line, like right around the 5k, like, are people still like, kind of like hitting your foot?
3: or your feet on accident, or? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, they definitely do. I think, for the most part, it's unintentional, yeah. just given the fact that, like, yeah, like you said, most people, when you, like, tap your feet, you're like, man, like, come on, dude, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think most of it's unintentional. I mean, I don't know if someone would be doing it on purpose, but, yeah, you, I mean, you try not to, but there's mm-hmm. someone like, all in front of you, so you can't really control, and you're not too concerned if you hit someone's feet or something like that, but yeah, yeah it's still annoying in open water for sure. <laughs> have you ever gotten like not
2: beat up, but for lack of the word, like actually like bumped and bruised going out at the beginning? Like, what's the worst thing that's like happened to you?
3: Uh, I mean, I've been pretty lucky. I don't I don't have any like uh, black eye or stitches stories or anything like that. But right. I, mean, I definitely <laughs> taken like some elbows to the face. But I think all unintentional you know like yeah, you're swimming yeah, over somebody course, and they, they bring their elbow up you're gonna get knocked in the face um i think that's just part of open water swimming though like it is kind of rough uh, around like the turns and stuff just because mm-hmm. everyone's gets so like clumped together but i mean for the most part uh there's no one like trying to drown you or anything like that it's all inadvertent <laughs> yeah,
1: so yeah it'd be like cross country when they're running with spikes and they end up with blood all over their legs and stuff Oh, I've never seen that, but yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, like some, like some people at the beginning of the race, when they're all packed together, um, like people catch other people's calves with their... Oh, like,
3: mm-hmm. really? Spikes. Like racing spikes, and they just like... Yeah. Yeah. Your legs? So they
1: come off with cuts and bruises and everything. It's,
3: it's oh, kind of brutal. brutal. Yeah, <laughs> no <laughs> kidding. People, like uh. grow
1: your nails and stuff. and
3: uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they check the nails before you get in, I think, for that exact reason. Oh, but, yeah. uh, oh actually... Yeah, you gotta go, and they, like, have some official there who's, like, let's see the, the like, toes and hands, and make sure you don't have, like, uh, oh, wow. meals that are like, gonna cut someone up, yeah. What's, like, the what's the weirdest rule
2: in open water swimming that, like, all swimmers are just, like, eh, what? Like, uh, in terms of, like, what they, I mean. Like, if it's, if it's like, a race rule or um, just, like, general regulations, like, you talked about your, the, like, the body suits. Um and like the different temperatures and then like getting your feed, you can't get it like from the hand of your coach. Like what's the weirdest thing um in open water swimming
3: that you're just like, yeah, this is this is weird, but we just gotta do it? I mean, for me, I think I'd I'd say the wetsuit probably just because I mean, out of all everyone I've talked to, like who's done open water, is not really a big fan of the wetsuit. Um mm-hmm. And it, it seems like they should just find a race where the temp is not going to be that cold. Uh, obviously saying that, though, I think like they, they didn't have like a backup plan if things go wrong. But yeah, for me, I mean, ideally, it would just be like, don't hold races below 67 and then just know mm-hmm. what suits. And it would just make the whole thing a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, That's just crazy.
1: Yeah. So... You know, Olympic trials being moved up to, I think, June of next year. Or, believe me, I think it's June. Yeah. Um, is it true? Yeah, they added the 800-meter freestyle for men on the guy side. Yeah. yeah. So are you going to be buying for a spot there with the mile and then open water as well? Is that the goal heading forward?
3: I mean, I'll, I'll definitely swim the 800 and 1500 at trials. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't see how I do, but yeah. Yeah. Um, Ideally, like, that'd be pretty nice to make the 8 and 15 as well, uh, those events.
1: That'd be pretty crazy. At 2016, you had quite a run. Um, very, what was it, fourth in the 1500 and then fifth in the 10K? Yeah. That's not yeah. too shabby.
3: <laughs> yeah, just uh, just outside on, <laughs> on both of them. But, yeah, I mean, I was definitely happy with uh, the results for both those races. Yeah.
2: Do you feel like you're in a pretty you were in a pretty good spot in your training before um, the the whole pandemic hit like, you know, it, it, it takes a lot for somebody to be like, yeah, no, my, my training has been crappy. But like, do you feel like you could beat your personal best in those races like you're, you're just feeling good and ready to go or um I guess that's kind of a crappy question to ask, but like where where were you in your training, I guess?
3: No, I I I get what you're saying. Um, I think like for me, just the last couple of years, it's always felt like I'll have like a heavy block of training in the fall, and then we'll swim like a meet in December, like maybe not rest, but we'll shave or something like that, just to kind of mm-hmm. see where we're at, or vice yeah. versa. Um and then kind of go through another big block of training like after christmas and new years um and so like it just kind of depends like i mean i feel like i've been kind of hit or miss in the fall and winter but it's always kind of like right around like april and may where i start like kind of uh like adapting and like getting better at the workouts we've been doing and i and i start Mm -hmm. swimming faster and like like coming into uh like whatever the meet is in the summer, like the selection meet, like us nationals or something. And then the championship, like international meet, I always feel like that's when I'm swimming at my best. And like, Mm -hmm. it's like all that work you've kind of done, like the big block and like endurance space you've built, like kind of starts to pay off and you like, you know, you start swimming like better and better in training. And so like, it was kind of frustrating because for me, I felt like I was just, you know, like kind of the crest where you start like, okay, like, man, I'm doing really well in training right now. I'm going practice best. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I felt I was kind of just getting there and then they shut down all the pools. <laughs> but, um, I mean, everyone's in the same boat. So, you guys got to adapt. Yeah, absolutely.
2: So, in some of my perusing online, it said that you were possibly thinking about going back for business school. Is that what I heard correctly?
3: Uh, I mean, that's that's something that definitely interests me. I haven't really, like, done much so like in terms of uh applying or anything like that so far but i mean it's something i'd like to do in the future this year kind of my whole mindset was just like all right i'm just gonna try and swim the best i can get ready Mm -hmm. for for 2020 so i haven't really like looked into anything yeah past that Uh, i guess i got another year to do that (laughs) but so um, yeah in the future for sure i'd like to to
2: hopefully go Mm -hmm. so did you graduate from northwestern with just like a general business
3: degree uh, they don't have a business um, major at Northwestern. They got economics, but I I studied political science. So I got a major oh, okay. in political science. All right.
2: Yeah. Cool. Cool. So that's probably something that you're gonna do way
3: down the line when you stop swimming. Twenty. Twenty years from now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Uh, yeah. Like a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Cool. 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 Cool stuff. Um. All right. Well, so that's kind of wrapping up the ending of this, but the we've got something special what we hold for the end is just some rapid fire questions um and so we're just gonna go through these and you just gotta answer with whatever you know comes off the brain don't think just act (laughs) all right you ready let's do it all right am or pm practice am okay yeah i'm an am guy done Yeah. yeah right right Um, 800, 15, or 10K? 10K. Really?
3: All right. Are (laughs) you, so do you just absolutely hate flip turns? I mean, I've always just been better at like the longer distances. Like even the 800 for me, I'm still like trying to figure out like how to pace it and, and like the kind of, I mean, well, honestly for me, like the speed, like you need to be out fast at the four and I've never really been like the best 400 guy. So Yeah. Like the reason I even swim four hundreds in season is because I just like want to improve my eight, and so yeah, like for me the eight hundred is is like it feels short. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, cool.
3: Okay, uh, book or movies?
1: Book.
2: Nice. One other stroke you would ra- you like to swim besides freestyle? Oh, none of them. Uh, I guess backstroke. <laughs> At least backstroke. That out of the three. Freestyle on
1: the back. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um. Are you sponsored by any um swim? brands uh no not right now all
3: right perfect then we can do this speedo here or arena um i've been using speedo of water and pool suits the last couple of years so um. all
2: right
3: i guess Re- for the, in suits yeah yeah and liam always likes to ask
2: the are you a, a laser or laser elite or laser x kind of guy
3: oh man i don't know i don't even know what i want to race in what's like <laughs> the uh I don't know if the high waist ones that come in the color on the side. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so Are that's, those that's <laughs> okay. Oh. okay, then that one. All
2: right, there we go. Um one word to describe yourself.
3: I don't know. I don't have a good rapid fire one for that. One word. I don't know. I have no idea. Sorry. All right. All right. Fair. Uh Harry Potter or Star Wars? Star Wars I haven't read the Harry Potter books. <laughs> All right. Um,
2: dogs or cats
3: dog Sport you yeah. would play other than
2: swimming. Do I have to be get at it? yeah <laughs> you you can have the same um, like success and ability that you would have in swimming just in a different sport. Oh, surfing. All right, dope, yeah, there you go. Um, kick or pull kick, really, interesting um and then do you pronounce it ncaa or nc2a
3: uh nc2a interesting
1: favorite things
2: yeah <laughs> 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 all right um so
3: favorite meat snack like while, That's I'm, not while the feed. I'm racing not your feed. That's not the feed not the feed but like just out, on, on pool deck yeah oh, i don't know or the beach at? when you're you know uh I mean, on the pull deck i'll probably sound like a cliff bar or something like that yeah beach, Wait, like, what's your favorite cliff bar uh flavor flavor i used to really like white chocolate chip macadamia nut but i ate like way too many of those that's and really just good. like yeah it's too sweet so i'll just say chocolate chip yeah chocolate chip's a good one
2: um and then the final one if you had one superpower what would it be besides besides time travel or flying
1: no it was a uh, so teleportation not, or flying
2: teleportation
3: or flying.
1: About those two.
3: <laughs> so I can't say time travel. Um, superpower. I don't know. I guess breathe underwater. That'd be good.
2: That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, who was it? Olivia Smoliga had the same one. Okay, nice. <laughs> well, Jordan, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We really enjoy having you guys come on and just share your experiences and your story, where you're coming from. And it's super awesome for us to be able to talk to you guys because you guys are super chill and it's really cool to see into what goes into your training and your life and everything. So we really enjoy having you on. Um, Stick around for a minute and we're going to close this out. But um, for everybody listening, thanks for listening. And this is the Swim Dudes Podcast signing off.